Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn. Hello and welcome to Let the Rest Burn. I'm Colleen Nelson and today on my solo episode, I am going to talk about boundaries, 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 boundaries. (laughs) The word boundaries is something that I probably say mm, at least a hundred times in a day, not only to my clients, but also to myself. Boundaries, I think, are the core. They're at the core of some of our biggest issues that we have. Um, And I, I think it's about time we talk about it on this podcast. I hesitate to talk about boundaries because, number one, the word itself just really triggers people right? I say it and we don't always understand what boundary actually means. We see it as a stop sign. We see it as something that keeps us out of relationships. But also it's kind of a buzzword. It's one that people use all the time in terms of what we need more of in our life. And they're not wrong, right? Boundaries, I think, used to be a concept that was seen as the antithesis of being a good person. And in particular, as a woman, having boundaries meant that you were difficult, right? And as we look at each generation, I think we've been able to have more permission to have more boundaries and have more layers to ourselves as women. But I think that, you know, when we're looking at the baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, Gen Z, what it means to have needs and wants and to communicate those needs and wants has changed over the years. And we've been able to have more permission to actually say the truth instead of what we think we're supposed to say. I love my baby boomers, for those of you that were born in that era, but it must have been an incredibly difficult space to be a woman. Because on one hand, the feminist movement was happening at that time, or as you were kind of coming into your own teenagers and college students. So there was this incredible surge of power and excitement and changing of of the societal norms. But the backlash and the judgment and the categorization of that has been brutal It's putting everybody into a box, right? If you're a feminist, then you're difficult. You are a hater of men. You you aren't wanting to just be at peace. You're always wanting to argue or fight, whatever, you know, whatever they could do to kind of try and silence women. And there was also this belief that if, you know, you should be grateful of everything that you have and what you've been given because it's the American dream. 
So it didn't give you permission to be grateful and want more. Want to actually be the maker of your own destiny. And as the Gen Xers came in, it's like they kind of took the microphone back and wanted to have a say in what they wanted and how they wanted it to be. And then again, we get put in a box of this very like I, me, independent, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you can just make it work mentality. And we lost that collective, that desire for collaboration and independence. Then come the millennials. I'm a millennial, so I'll, I'll pop in there. Where we almost overdid it <laughs> in this collaborative space. And we lost our capacity to be independent and to forge our own path. And then we've got our lovely Gen Zers. And, you know, you know y'all are going to change the world. My daughter's going to even change the world more. But it's fascinating to see the different permission slips you all give yourselves to be different and to be many different versions of this story. And so when we're talking about boundaries, my Gen Zers are like, yeah, boundaries are the key to everything. My millennials are like, oh, I'm tired of hearing that word. My baby boomers are like, boundaries? Do tell me more. (laughs) And I think that it's time we talk about it. So that's a very long introduction to what boundaries actually are. But I think it's important to talk about the different generations because it's so contrasting. And I'm generalizing here. I know that. But it's important to kind of name what you see culturally and at a, at a larger level in society so that we can then talk about it on a smaller, more singular level. So boundaries for me are basically saying yes when you want to say yes and saying no when you want to say no. And when you don't know either, you get curious. It's really understanding what an actual yes feels like and what an actual no feels like in your body. Saying yes in your body should light you up. It should give you the tingles from head to toe. It should give you that warm, fuzzy, grounded feeling of hell yes. No should be like that backbone, that mountain, that firm rootedness into the earth. And this almost peace that comes with the no, the peace of space and time and choice that comes with the no. And the maybe should be an inner journey into what you really want. Or maybe it's a no for now. I'll be honest. It is more likely that we will say yes when we mean no than any other one of those, especially as women. But I think men do this as well. And those non-binary folks, you also do it. Saying yes when we mean no. We do this because we believe that relationships are dependent on our ability to say yes. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because we do need to say yes. We do need to say yes in order to have relationships and exist in relationships with others. But we do not have to say yes all the time. And saying no a lot and even many times doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to have friendships and love life and experiences that are meaningful to you. But it does mean that it's going to be fewer and that you might actually have more time alone than what's comfortable. 
boundaries are what keep you safe. They are the thing, they are the words, the tools, the actions we take to protect our precious time and energy. And they're also the most difficult things to communicate if you have learned in childhood that boundaries equal pain. If as a child you tried to assert yourself and say no, and your parental figure or caregiver pulled away their love, turned away, became indifferent, or attacked you verbally or physically, you learned that saying no is dangerous. And so your nervous system now responds that way when you say no as an adult. This is why it's so hard when we want to say no, when we want to apply all these lessons that we're learning on podcasts, on books, and in movies, when we want to say no, and our body just panics. It is not because you're bad at boundaries. It's because you learned a very tough lesson in childhood that boundaries are dangerous for you. This is something we have to unlearn. This is something we have to retrain our nervous system to accept. And it is very uncomfortable. Saying no can feel like death. And I'm asking you to burn it to the ground so that you can be reborn. To allow the death to happen. To face the uncomfortable moment that comes from saying no when you're very uncomfortable. Saying no when you know that that is the right choice, but your body wants to say yes because it feels safer. Boundaries are the reasons that we take the risks that set us free. Boundaries are why I decided to get a divorce. Because I decided that I needed to have a boundary with my ex-husband and I could no longer make it okay when things were not okay. That I had to admit that I was hurt and upset and no longer in love. Boundaries are the reason I chose to set myself and him free. And boundaries still exist within our relationship today so that we can remain healthy, so we can have an amicable relationship, and so that we can put our children first. In order for me to say no, I have to be uncomfortable. My body does not want to say no. I want to say yes. I want to make people say yes. And it's uncomfortable because I'm so afraid that if I say no, I will lose that opportunity and I'll never get a chance like this again. So whether that's time with a friend or a date or a marriage or time with my children, saying no makes my brain immediately think, well, what if something happens and you never get access to them again? That's how intense my brain is. And I know that that is a trauma response. That is a trauma response where I feel that I'm going to be left out or I'm going to miss something. And so I have to sit with that. I have to allow my body to ride that wave of uncomfortableness, sometimes panic, fear, and come back down the other side so that it can learn in the present moment that it is important to do the hard thing if it's the right thing. 
I'm trying very hard to learn what we call the sacral yes in human design, where my sacral, my gut tells me yes, and to wait until my gut tells me yes. Wow, is this one hard. (laughs) I get so excited. I get so amplified about um, ideas and gifts and moments and memories. I just want to share them immediately, honestly. If you know me personally, you know it's incredibly difficult for me to hold on to a secret. Or if I'm planning a surprise or if I have a gift for someone, I literally want to give it to them right now. I have a hard time waiting, holding the space for myself. And this is, you know, this is because that sacral yes is kind of foreign to me. I'm used to saying yes out of pressure. Pressure to perform, pressure to be perfect, pressure to act, pressure to make things happen because I'm afraid that I'll never get the opportunity if I don't make them happen. It's like a mistrust with the universe. I don't believe that the universe is going to bring me good things unless I seek those good things out. And let's be honest, we are a participant in this universe, so you do need to seek things out. But at the same time, I need to trust a little bit more. That sacral yes for me is I feel like dancing from head to toe. I'm tingly. I'm warm. I'm so excited. It feels so full-bodied. And... I'm not saying I can say yes like that to everything, like doing laundry, right? I'm not going to get that full tingle to doing laundry, but I can elicit a little tingle to laundry if I do it in the right way. If I can really get on board with the meaning behind each and every one of my tasks and why it's important to me. And if I create space to actually do it. Literally, as I'm sitting here recording this, I'm realizing I have a load of laundry that's been sitting in there since yesterday in the dryer. Thank goodness. Um... (laughs) So great example there. I did not have a sacral yes to laundry yet today. (laughs) But I know that this is hard. I know that this is hard because I struggle with it too. I talk about boundaries all the time and yet I struggle with it. I want to make people happy. I want people in my life to feel loved. But there is nothing quite like saying no to somebody out of love. You know, being like, I want to be fully present in your life. I want to do something with you while, when I am fully present. But I can't do that if I say yes right now. Because to be honest, I'd rather take a nap or I have something else I need to do or I need to do the laundry and fold my laundry. I'm only going to be thinking about that. And I think that this is so important to understand that you're actually loving somebody when you say no, because you're honoring their time. You're honoring their time as a human. You are letting them know that they are important enough to you to not waste their precious energy and time when you are not all in. So I really want you to think about this. When you say yes to something or someone, is it a full-bodied yes? And if it's not, can you get it there? Or can you say no for now? I think the world would be a better place if we really truly took a moment to ask ourselves that question. Before we said yes or no to anything, if we actually asked our bodies, our souls, this question of, do I actually want to say yes to this or do I want to say no? 
Now, in terms of discipline, you know, I think that's a, a piece of this. And when I say discipline, I mean like um, staying committed to something that's hard, right? The discipline to do something that is hard to do in order to grow. So I don't get a full sacral yes to go to the gym. Definitely not. That is that is a, a hard no. <laughs> but I know that physical movement and exercise is absolutely crucial for my well-being. I would rather go to a salsa dance class, but that's not always going to be available at the times I need it. And to be honest, um, it scares me a little bit too. But my friends have kind of come alongside me and, and helped collaborate with me and go to the gym and be active and take care of myself. So I'm saying a sacral yes to time with my friends. And I'm allowing the discipline of knowing that I need to move my body and need to be physically fit. I step into that so that I can say yes. I'm saying yes to being physically fit and feeling good about my body and knowing that I need to go to the gym in order to to do that. So, you know, there are many examples here. And this is this is the start of many conversations. I give talks on this a lot. And this is I think the first step in really unpacking why we all struggle with boundaries so much. Why this is a hard conversation for all of us to have. And really, what do we need to do in order to make this better? First and foremost, y'all, I'm going to challenge you with this. When young children establish a boundary, when they say yes or no, when they mean it, let's respect it before we redirect it. It is okay if we need to redirect it. You know, my son could say a sacral yes to ice cream all day, every day. And it's okay for me to say no, but I need to honor that he really, really wants to say yes to ice cream in that moment. When we make fun of, mock, yell at, or diminish our children for saying yes and no, they learn that their needs don't matter or they're wrong. So let's try and give ourselves permission to honor those beautiful early years in a child's life where they really truly do understand the concept of boundaries and they're actually asserting them. And they're trying to determine what they need to do in order to survive in our world and what kind of boundaries they need to have to be here. So I invite you to start there and then lean into your body. Take a moment, pause, actually take a minute to think about your decision. And if you can't say hell yes, then I want you to breathe and wait. Get curious and find out what's really going on and how to get your body and your mind on board. Thank you for listening as always. I appreciate each and every single one of you. You can support me by liking, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. If this resonated with you, I'd love to hear it. Please reach out to me on Instagram at Next Level Therapy. And let's have a conversation about this. Let's keep talking about boundaries because eventually, I think we'll get to a place where we understand them a lot better. I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you for listening.
Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn. Burn.